Sometimes people leave you Halfway through the Back to the Murder Board Podcast. I'm your host, Walter Williams III. And this is Civil Trials, the discussion show for the Murder Board Podcast. Tonight, I am here with the OG podcast crew, the, the, the original trio, as you will. We have Savannah. Hello. And Shelton. Hello. Yes. And uh, that pod, that uh, beginning intro there was a TikTok by a guy named Max underscore Pinson. So go look him up. Um, there's a reason I played that, and I'll explain that in just a minute. But tonight, we are discussing, for our second episode of Season 4, Sweeney Todd and the Demon Barber of Fleet Street, our second musical ever. Can't believe it took us to get to another one, but we're here. Uh, finally, another musical episode. First things first, Savannah Shelton. Well, Shelton, well, Shelton you were here last time. But Savannah, welcome to Season 4. Uh, if you haven't noticed, uh, or haven't know, I haven't told you guys yet, but this is going to be our darkest season yet which is why we're starting the second episode with a musical, but it's a dark musical, so I tried to make sure we were on brand still. But the theme for season four this time around is that we're going to focus on character and character story, but we are going to talk about more darker themes, and what better what better way to do that than with Sweeney Todd? So again, welcome, Savannah, to season four. Thank you for having me. I'm very, very excited to be here because I love this fucking musical or this movie. <laughs> Yeah, and this was a big battle. I've always wanted to get us back to doing a musical for people, long-time listeners. Our second episode ever was on Moulin Rouge, and that was an episode. Also my favorite movie. <laughs> yes, an episode, Savannah's first episode, and uh, one she recommended. I think we uh, we listened, listened back to that one. The audio's kind of weird, but I still like listening to it because me and Savannah were on different different opinions on that movie. But uh, hopefully this time around, we're on the same one. Uh, we already know how uh, Savannah feels from previous episode about musicals, but Savannah, if you want to reiterate, how do you feel about musicals in general? Um, for me, it really just depends on the musical. Um, there are some musicals that I actually do not like, but majority of them I do like. Um, I'm just a really big music person, and I love like like the whole story or the the tale of the tale of through music. It's really like creative and they need bops. Like the, the songs would just be, you know, I just, I love them. Especially yes. this one. Like surprisingly, this one's, it's such a weird, like, if you think about this movie and like know what it is, it's such a weird thing to be like, you know what? This whole plot, let's make it a musical. It's so weird, but it's so like creative and like unique and I love it. And the music is fucking good on here. It's like, I, I don't know, I just love it. Yes, I've had the all the songs kind of stuck in my head for about two weeks now. Yeah. <laughs> um, Shelton, let in, intro to music. This is your first musical episode. Um, is it? 
<laughs> yeah, I don't think you've been on it. I don't think we've ever done another musical. This is our second one, so or at least official musical. We've done movies with musical like songs in them, I think. That's true, yeah. But Sheldon, let the audience know, how do you feel about musicals in general? I honestly hate musicals. Okay. I don't like them. Because <laughs> it's like, alright, this plot's getting real good. He he might, he's about to kill this motherfucker. And it's like, let me th- let me sing first about how I'm contemplating the murder I'm about to do. <laughs> oh, Lord. And so you got like a minute or two of that. And then it's done. And then you might get to the actual like part if you don't <laughs> cut away to someone else and wait for their song or something. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, everybody's entitled to their opinion, um, even if it's wrong. But yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't like how how long the songs can be and how much they extend. That is, how okay. long it takes to really get into the story. That is fair. Sometimes there are some musicals that are just all songs and there are some that are just like weird like, like snippets i, I can deal with the ones like this one where you have a lot of things happening and then the song is shorter through what's going on yeah these are very hit and miss they are for me i tend to love most musicals i'll me, say me that too, me too me too yeah yeah i'm a you know i'm big theater theater kid here uh obviously i got that tiktok from theater tiktok that just popped up but uh yeah i uh, obviously, I'm I'm the biggest, probably the one of the biggest champions of musicals here, and I definitely wanted to talk about another musical on the podcast. The one I had before this one, like I had, there are three musicals that I keep rotating back and forth on the schedule. I did it last year, did it again this year, and I just kind of like do a a coin toss of which one we're gonna do. So it's either it was always between Sweeney Todd, Little Shop of Horrors, or Rocky Horror Picture Show, and. So now we scratched two off, so I got to cycle against the other two. Uh, and I, I'll, I'll say this now. Season four is going to end with another musical. Uh, it'll be between those two. I haven't decided yet. It just depends on where season five is going to go. But let's focus on the now here. We're here. Our second episode of season four. Like I said, we're talking about more darker themes and characters. And I feel like Sweeney Todd has a lot of that. Before we take our first break, I do want to take the moment because just me explaining why I played the TikTok earlier is because all of those songs that the guy was singing were from Stephen Sondheim musicals. There might be some that you've heard from this show or even like Into the Woods, uh, West Side Story. I'll get into all that in just a sec here. But yeah, I did want to pay my respects and have the podcast do a tribute episode to Stephen Sondheim. He was uh, born March 22nd on 1930 in New York City. And sadly, he did die uh, late last year. And it was a big, um, big, 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 like, loss for the theater community everywhere. Um, whether you heard of Stephen Sondheim or not, um, well, I mean, I, I guess that's the question. Have you guys ever heard of Stephen Sondheim? Yes. I, I, I probably have talked about him in the past. I Honestly, I don't even know too much about him, but I, I know that most of his shows I love and that I know a lot of my favorite songs are from his musicals. I'll say, like, my top three my all-time favorite like theater song ever is Seasons of Love from Rent, which is by uh, Jonathan Larson, who was kind of a, an apprentice under Stephen Sondheim. And that's a tragic story in and of itself. We'll probably get to that soon. He wasn't murdered or anything, but I would say he was murdered from a, uh, from a, a, a well-deserved life. But um, that's a different thing. Uh, but Stephen Sondheim is more of a... Uh, he was just kind of like the god. Like it's uh, whenever you talk about theater and like people who compose and write lyrics, 
is always the name you would always hear was Stephen Sondheim and like Alan Menken. And Alan Menken is the guy that does like all the Disney stuff, Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast. That all comes from him. Uh, Stephen Sondheim, born on March 22nd in ni- on uh, 1930 in New York City. He was an American composer and lyricist. Uh, among the most important figures in the 20th century musical theater, uh, Sondheim was praised for having reinvented the American musical with shows that tackled unexpected themes that ranged far beyond the genre's traditional subjects with music and lyrics of unprecedented complexity and sophistication. Uh, his shows addressed darker, more harrowing elements of the human experiment with, uh, ex- experience with songs often tinged with ambivalence about uh, various aspects of life. Uh, he started his career by writing the lyrics to 1957's West Side Story and 1959's Gypsy before becoming a composer and lyricist professionally. Uh, Sondheim is best known for his works, uh, or his best known works are A Funny Thing uh, on the Way to Forum, which from 1962, Company from 1970, Follies from 1971, a Little Night Musical from 1973, Sweeney Todd and the Demon Barber of Fleet Street from 1979, uh, Sunny, Sunday in the Park with George at 19, from 1984, and Into the Woods uh, from 1987. Uh, Sondheim was awarded eight Tony Awards. If you don't know, that's pretty much like the big awards for theater. Uh, he has one Academy Award, uh, eight Grammy Awards, a Pulitzer Prize, and a, a whole lot more that I didn't want to list here. He also has two theaters named after him, uh, both in Broadway and in uh, uh, West End in London. That's essentially the Broadway for the UK. Samhain did die on November 26, 2021 at 91 years old in Roxbury, Connecticut. <clears throat> R.I.P. <laughs> That's literally what I wrote down here. Oh, uh, yeah. R- <laughs> documentary. Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, I just want to make sure, like, Sweetie Todd was famous and he's the guy that made it famous. Um, we are going to take a break here for a second, but I did write down my top 10 songs because again, like I said, <laughs> obviously like unofficial, official super fan. And these are just all my favorite songs in general, but like my top 10 Sondheim songs are somewhere from West Side Story, uh, being alive from company. No one is alone from into the woods. Uh, not while I'm around from Sweeney Todd giants in the sky from into the woods, Joanna from Sweeney Todd roses turn from gypsy Maria from West Side Story. I'm still here from Follies, unworthy of your love, unworthy of your love from Assassins, and that's all ten there. And yeah, R.I.P. to an inspiration and a legend. Alrighty, uh, <laughs> let's go ahead and take our first break, and then we'll get into some really interesting facts about the movie Sweeney Todd. Hey everyone. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. Just wanted to let you know that you can now join in on the conversation as well. If you are listening on Anchor or Spotify, you can now comment your thoughts on the episode's Q&A tab in the show notes. Feel free to let us know whether or not you like the film, TV show, or overall topic, which host you agree with or don't agree with, and give your own take on the conversation. Maybe you saw something we didn't. Overall, we'd love to hear from you. Okay, back to the show. Sailed the world, beheld its one. 
distance from the Dardanelles to the mountains of Peru. But there's no place like London. No, there's no place like London. Mr. Todd, you are young. Life has been kind to you. You will learn. There's a hole in the world like a great black pit, and the vermin of the world inhabits it, and its morals aren't worth what a pig could spit, and it goes by the name of London. The top of the holes are the privileged few, making mock of the vermin in the lower zoo, turning beauty into filth and greed. I too have sailed the world and seen its wonders. For the cruelty of men is as wondrous as Peru. But there's no place like London. Kills me how bitter he is in the first like ten minutes. <laughs> Are you kidding me? He hasn't been really any bitter. I know, but it's just like he is acting his ass off. He is just pissed off that he's back at London. I would be too if I was him. Yeah. Absolutely. Alrighty, guys, let's get into some quick facts about Sweeney Todd. Uh, the movie was released December third, two thousand and seven. Directed by D. Tim Burton. Um, we've discussed Tim Burton before. Uh, he didn't direct The Nightmare Before Christmas, but he was heavily involved in that. Also, Batman Returns, or even the original Batman. Edward Scissorhands, a whole lot of stuff with Johnny Depp. Um, the screenplay is by John Logan, based on the musical by Stephen Sondheim and Hugh Wheeler, based on the 1973 play of the same name by Christopher Bond. Uh, the film stars Johnny Depp, Helena, Bottom Carter, uh, Alan Rickman, Timothy Spell, Sasha Baron Cohen, and the plot goes as such. Evil Judge Turpin lusts for the beautiful wife of a London barber and transports him to Australia for a crime he did not commit. Returning after 15 years and calling himself Sweeney Todd, the now madman vows revenge, applying his razor to unlucky customers and shutting, shuttling the bodies down to Mrs. Lovett, who uses them in her meat pie shop. Uh, though many fall to his blade, he will not be satisfied until he slits Turpin's throat. The film's budget was $50 million, and the box office was $153.4 million. Uh, some bonus things here. Sweeney Todd is a fictional character who first appeared as the villain of the Victorian Penny Dreadful serial, uh, the, strings, uh, the String of Pearls. The original tale became a staple of Victorian melodrama and London urban legend. Uh, Todd and Lovett are the villains in that original story, but the main protagonist is actually Joanna, who was investigating a missing sailor, a.k.a. Anthony, whom Todd had killed. So it's much more of a detective tale type thing in the original text there. 
Um, again, if you don't know what Penny Dreadfuls are, they're essentially like UK urban legends. Um, I, you know, my best equation would be like they are what to America is like urban legends, and it, Italy has the whole giallo thing. They're just like murder mysteries with monsters, essentially. Uh, this was a dream project for Tim Burton, who had been wanting to adapt the musical since 1980. Didn't get the opportunity until 2006. The film's adaptation originally penned Sam Mendes, who was known for directing dark versions of Company, Oliver, and Gypsy in the 90s, but also directed films such as American Beauty in 1999, Road to Perdition in 2002, uh, featuring a very young Tyler Hecklin, uh, Revolutionary Road from 2008 with, uh, I believe it's Leonardo DiCaprio movie, and the uh, James Bond film Skyfall in 2012 and Spectre in 2015. Uh, Johnny Depp took singing lessons for this role, and the studio thought it was a big gamble using a person who didn't know how to sing, but he ended up surprising everybody. Uh, and this movie was also nominated and won an Oscar uh, in the year of 2008. Uh, it was nominated for Best Production Design, Best Actor for Johnny Depp, and Best Costume Design. Uh, but guess which one they, they won for? What? They won for best production design. Uh, Johnny Depp lost out to Daniel Day-Lewis in There Will Be Blood. And the costume design went to uh, Elizabeth the Golden Age. I've seen There, was, there Will Be Blood, objectively a better movie. But uh, Johnny Depp, does he does his best here, honestly. I think this is the best he's been in a while. Meaning I haven't seen what he's done lately. Oh, I mean, this this entire cast is filled with people who did Harry Potter movies. So I guess he's been doing that. But he also got replaced. Not anymore. Yeah, yeah, the new one has uh the the Hannibal in it. I know him. I know him as Hannibal, but uh, he was a villain from Doctor Strange. I shit in that bitch's bed. <laughs> Let's take one last break, and then we will talk about Sweeney Todd and the Demon Barber of Bleach Street. <laughs> This is the tale of an ordinary man who had everything. Barker's name was Benjamin Barker. Until a man of power stole his freedom, destroyed his family, and banished him. May the Lord have mercy on your son. For life. And in his sorrow, a new man was born. Fifteen years dreaming. I might come home to a wife and child. Benjamin Barker. No Barker. Sweeney Todd now. And he will have his revenge. That's my wife. She's gone. And he's what you told her. Did you tell him? you got to leave this all behind you now. No. These are desperate times. Desperate measures are called for. All right. You, sir! No one's in the chair. Come on, come on! Sweeney's waiting. I want you, please. You, sir! Two, sir! Welcome to the grave! I will have vengeance. Guarantee the closest shave you will ever know. May the good Lord smile on you. You're bad. 
years, no doubt, have changed me. all very well but what are we going to do about him Alrighty, let's get into sweeney todd and the demon barber of fleet street guys time to start popping pussies into pies oh god i can't remember when i watched this movie. i know it was like a little bitty i don't know how the hell i came upon it i just remember my parents were like you're really gonna like this movie and as Saying that to like a young child is probably not very good, and they were correct because I, I loved it. I watched it like every fucking day. I remember this. And I was like, I don't know if it's just the music or just the fact that these people are cooking people. I don't know, but I like it. <laughs> but it's a really fucking good movie. It's just so weird that um, these people. It's like so gory too. Like for it to be a musical, it's so. You just see like bones and fucking body parts getting cut open. Friggin and you scouts. watch people actually eating somebody in a pie, like. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I started watching it last night, right? And well, gone. It was way uh. too much between the questions of what the fuck is going on to the. Uh, it's. It was a lot. <laughs> and then I started watching it today, and it was still a lot. <laughs> okay. Pretty simple, my man. <laughs> it's just so weird. <laughs> it's not weird. It's so weird. I've seen it's weirder. Cool. I have Walter, seen. we know you've seen weirder. I'm just saying, like, this is a pretty tamed movie musical compared to some other ones that I've seen. Like, if we ever do Rocky Horror Picture Show, that one is oh, weird. Oh, God. I don't, yeah. Oh, God. That That's one, weird. I don't, I don't but, like that one. But this, <laughs> I love Rocky Horror. But, like, this one it's is pretty like basic. Oh, man, I can watch that movie on a loop, honestly. No, I can't. I was so pissed I wasted two hours of my life with that. <laughs> Dad was like, what the hell did you just watch? <laughs> but, yeah, Sweetie Todd, yeah, yeah I, I get what you mean by it's weird. But, to me, this is, like, base level. It was cool, though. Like, it was weird, but I liked it. Very weird. Right. Really a, a bad weird. But it was just, I, I didn't know what to expect when you watching it. I was like, okay, Johnny Depp. He's good. <laughs> and yeah, then but... I started watching it. I was like, this is a fucking musical? Yeah, it's so weird they made this kind of like movie into a musical. That's what like, I mean. It fucking worked. <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's like, why is this a musical? Oh, oh man, he's singing while slitting throats. <laughs> yeah. Very yeah. Neat. Definitely. Like, I don't think there's often, there's not really a lot of horror musicals, or at least like, like straight horror musicals. Like a lot of musicals are just really comedic with dramatic like moments. Oh, but um, romance. yeah. But like, <laughs> then you get to things like uh. I guess you have like the camp level with other horror musicals, quote unquote, like 
Um, like we said, Rocky Horror is extremely campy to the max. Uh, Little Shop of Horrors is like kind of campy, kind of goofy, but like it works for that kind of like 60s vibe. And then you get to something like Evil Dead where they are just going full on out with the gore and everything. And uh, I know they've got some other musicals out there. Uh, I know like uh, uh, American Psycho was turned into a Broadway musical and that's very gory and very like like uh, in your face. But this is very low key, honestly. And I, I like the tone of this movie. Like, I remember my first time. Oh, I've always heard about it. I remember the Oscars because I was watching Oscars when I was like little. But uh, 2008, 2007-ish, I remember them bringing this up a lot. I remember Johnny Depp was always being talked about because after this one, he went ahead and did Alice in Wonderland. And at that point, he was just back to weird Johnny Depp where they'll just cake him in makeup or CGI and he'll just give the biggest performance he can. Like, um, But here... Uh, I remember knowing about it, but I didn't watch it in full. I didn't watch it in full until like uh, 2017. Um, if you listen to the podcast, I've mentioned, but there's a period um, in 2017 and 2018 where after my little brother was born, um, we would have to like rotate when to keep him. And I would keep him like from about four to uh, four or five o'clock in the morning till about eight or nine. And from that period, he would be, he would either be up or sleep. And most of the time he was asleep. So, I wasn't able to go to sleep, so I just binged a lot of movies that were just on demand at the time, and this was one of them. And that was my first time watching it. And I remember being like extremely shook after watching it, like getting through the movie and then getting to the end, and it's like, whoa, wait, what? Like I just remember, I just thought I was watching a musical about a guy slitting throats, and it ended up getting all of this drama. And then I was like, what the hell is wrong with this movie? And then I just kind of quickly forgot about it. This is probably my review in a nutshell, but we'll get there. <laughs> But um, yeah, I thought this is a I, overall. I think this is a pretty good uh, movie. Um, I it was a, it was interesting rewatching it after my first time, knowing everything that was going to happen, and so I was really looking for smaller things, and that's where a lot of my criticism comes from because there's not a lot to this movie after you know everything, in my opinion. But we can go ahead and get into uh into all of that. Um, but first to kind of just set the scene here, we are in London. Um, and it just reminds you that uh, it, it made me think because London and movies nowadays usually just another city being destroyed. Like it happened in Spider Man, it happened in like GI Joe and just some other stuff. They just it's always a, if you don't want to use New York, if you don't want to use Vegas, they would just you know London's up next. Or you know if they, they if they don't want to use the Sydney Opera House, we'll get a flash of London and Big Ben and how that's crumbling or whatever. Like, uh, I think the last big movie, well, the last big movie to use it was Spider-Man. But, like, I remember seeing uh, The Mummy or even Mission Impossible. One of those where Tom Cruise was running through the streets of London and Big Ben is just falling down in a death cloud behind him. Uh, it's one of those movies. Tom Cruise has a lot of movies that are the same. Um, but yeah. get my drift here. And then seeing it here, I love how dark and gritty and it's like, oh, yeah, London didn't have a plumbing system for a while, did they? <laughs> and everything was just gross. Uh, but what do you guys think about the setting here and how they translated it? Uh, just seeing just gritty London. Like, I know, Savannah, you watched Peaky Blinders. Uh, I don't know if that's set in London, but, like, it felt yeah. kind of the same watching this movie. Yeah. Um, London is always depicted exactly how I would imagine it this day and age versus it being, like, in the 1900s. It still gives me the same vibes. Like, it's still, like, <laughs> rats running around Rampage it's always wet it's never a sunday like i just don't london 
is just like not really my thing. Like I, I feel like the plague still exists in London. If that, <laughs> I mean, that sounds really bad, and I hope like people in London don't like hear this podcast. They do. So, like, <laughs> I, I, I I get what you mean. Somewhat apologize, but uh, it's just like, it's just like that one. Like it's just how it's always viewed. Just like how Nashville is always like country country music and you yeah. know we live here and it's not that that's just how i feel about london it just looks like i think that's my favorite thing it's always wet it's never a sunny day that's so true <laughs> you look up it's just like it had just rained like that's how it it's always wet cobblestone that's i it. love it <laughs> yes it's, i love that that gritty old feel i don't know yeah, it's, it's that architecture. I just yeah, know like, everybody that has like vitamin D deficiency. I just know it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like if it's not like uh what am I thinking of? Like if it's not Hogwarts, it's just extremely like like sad and depressing there. Like it's always either yeah. raining or, or snowing. Calm. Everyone's drinking tea, but they're all pissed about it. Like Yeah. <laughs> bring it back to the movie though. Oh, yeah, I, I I like how the <laughs> But um, yeah, London. I feel like I like how this movie portrays it. My only problem with it though is that it's just a little bit too dark. Like when they're arriving on the boat, I couldn't even tell if it was like day, night, morning, yeah. afternoon. It was just like clouds. London, giant pirate boat. Honestly, I was expecting Captain Hook to be flying in the air with his jolly pirate roger. boat. <laughs> yeah, like, it looked like pirate boats to me. So I'm like, did I put on the right movie? I feel like I'm watching Peter Pan because mm-hmm. that's how those movies start. <laughs> like, but yeah, we get Johnny Depp and this random actor guy who looks like a bunch of other actors I've seen, but it's definitely not him. Um, <laughs> he's like a stand-in for Nicholas Holt and or um, was it Eddie Redmayne? People who've also done musicals, but like he just looks weird. And I have a I have a really big beef with Anthony in this movie, but we'll get to that. But uh, yes, we get introduced to uh, Sweetie Todd. How, what do we think about Johnny Depp, the star of this movie? Honestly, people who listen to the podcast, us three right here, Johnny Depp fan club, we're just missing Zarya, I think. But uh, we talked about him in um, uh, A Nightmare on Elm Street. I'm pretty sure he's popped in a whole bunch of other movies we've done. Uh, we've done like 70 movies at this point. But what, what do you guys think about Johnny Depp going into this movie and how he starts off? Because I think he's great. Uh, same. Just a beautiful man, even though he's like just cast white. He looks like death, even on his worst days. It's his best days. I still lay it on him. It kills me how great he looked with that. Like it's hard to kind of pull off that look, and for some reason Johnny yeah. Depp pulls it off. Like, it's like he just—it just him naturally. Like he always just looks like he's having a really bad day, and it's just so attractive. <laughs> <laughs> Like this man can like just not. He looks like he just doesn't shower in like a month, and it's still like. Can you tell? Oh, you can tell, but it's still. It's not like a turn. It turn off. How do I wear this shit off? It's like a, it's like a. He still he has that bad boy quality. Yep. Yeah, he, like his cheekbones are always so sharp, and he always has make. He feel like he puts on a lot of cologne, and that just mm-hmm. helps him through the day. He, he like Savannah says, he just kind of pulls it off. Like what he does with all of his looks, though, no matter how crazy they are, he always looks like mm-hmm. he is naturally like whatever that thing is. Yeah, like just yeah. musty. <laughs> <laughs> pulls it off so well. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Rona 
like me laughing. <laughs> I forgot you had those. I'm sorry. <laughs> you didn't volunteer for this episode, so I didn't make you. I don't have to feel guilty. <laughs> Normally, I would force him, but they, he volunteered me. You can't let her hold you down. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, uh, I think he does great here. Uh, what do we think about his singing? Because he does a lot. He does probably the most most of the singing throughout this movie. And like I said in our fun facts, there he he did he. This is kind of his first time ever singing. Like nowadays, we know him as singing because he has like a band and everything. If you didn't know that, he has a band somewhere. But um, wow. I think he's been on stage with Panic at the Disco for some times. He does like really? hard rock. Yeah, I think he does like indie hard rock, like kind of the same mm-hmm. style of uh, Jack Black, but with less screaming and man boobs. <laughs> Shout out to Jack Black, though. He's great. Um, but what do you guys think about his singing in this? It so good. Like good. for someone, yeah, for someone who doesn't have to take singing lessons or didn't sing before, like you wouldn't have known it. Yeah. I did not know he had to take singing lessons for this movie. It, it yeah, it's. The most in his, um, in the. Like in the middle of it, beginning songs he was kind of him having to stick with that such a low tone didn't sound as good as when he was able to go at higher pitches and stuff. Yeah, I did listen to like the original uh, cast album and then the the other uh, official cast album from like two thousand seven, not seven. It was like later on. But uh, honestly, <laughs> I prefer Johnny Depp's voice because Sweeney Todd is extremely low in those original recordings, like on stage. Like he's a he's like a he's like close to a baritone with some like some high parts. But I definitely prefer Johnny Depp's voice. He's a very unique, very rough, but like kind of soothing at the same time type deal where he's like like one moment he's whispering in your ear and the next moment he's like raging his ass off. And I love it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I love the part where he is just like singing at people on the street and like they're frozen, but he's just going off. Like, come on. Yeah, he's like, you want to shit? Yeah. I was like, you're doing great. You're doing great. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, so, yeah, we'll we'll get back to Sweeney Todd when we start doing um, when we get into the story here. I want to get through some of the other main characters uh, right now, but. Although my last thing is that the amount of times they called him Mr. T in this movie, I was just like, what if they got Mr. T to play Sweeney Todd? I would pay to see that. Oh, oh no. <laughs> oh, God, that'd be a mess. <laughs> but it would be hilarious. Like, could you imagine in the shadow the same exact shot, but then comes this big old black man? <laughs> London. <laughs> London. <laughs> like, can you speak louder, oh, Mr. Yeah. T? <laughs> Uh, pity the judge. Oh, <laughs> but okay, yes, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna talk about him. He's gonna beat the shit out of the judge. I wanted there to be a mob for him to get beaten. Him and his little fucking rat fat friend there. I was so yeah. like the uh man. I put in my notes because again, a lot of these people come from Harry Potter, so I just kept calling him Judge Snape and uh, Peter Pettigrew. You seen those movies? Oh you know God. what I'm talking. Because the same actors, and I was like, I want them to stump this Peter Pettigrew, like Peter Pettigrew. I want them to stump him like they did in the in the Harry Potter movie because he was so annoying throughout this entire thing. Yeah. I was like, could they not pick someone different? 
because this guy sucks. His whole like, my lord, my lord, my lord, he's just and a then him, servant, like, oh. yeah. yeah, everything he, he was is just... in, he's a servant, you little rat servant boy. That's why he got killed first. Man. Yes, <laughs> I, love I love his death. He just cut and then, <laughs> like, oh, there he is. Uh, but yes, oh, uh, wide open. <laughs> Oh man. Um, but yes, let's talk about Anthony for a sec, because he is our second, I guess our secondary protagonist in this movie. Um, he's kind of a wet blanket. He doesn't do much, but I can't help but kind of love him just because I love the song he sings. But other than that, the he doesn't really good. It's gets it gets in your head. I love it. But like he does nothing else in this entire movie. <laughs> he just kind of like wanders around until he's needed. But what do you guys think about Anthony here? Mm, he's just one of those characters you don't really have much of a thought about other than, like, he's just a little bitch to me. <laughs> like, he just got bitched at and then let the rat fuck him up when he, is- when he found Joanna. <laughs> and then it was just really bothering me when he was just walking around singing with a bloody-ass mouth. I was like, why is your fucking mouth, man? It's nasty. Oh, my God. <laughs> When he beat him with the extendo stick. Beat him with yeah. <laughs> He just asked that. He oh, said, man. and it was the way he would hit him too. He like had, he had one arm out, pinky up, and then was hitting him with the stick. <laughs> oh god. What kind of Anthony? I I put here in my notes. I love them, but they both look dead, <laughs> and not in a good way. Like Johnny Depp and Mrs. Lovett look dead, but it's cool. But these guys, I don't think they were ever looking at each other when they were in the same scene. Like they look like two salamanders to me, <laughs> but they oh. they get never focus. I was like, what's wrong with these guys? <laughs> how do you uh, like, pick up on that? Like, how do you notice that? Well, like, like I said, once you see, for me. Right off the bat, once you see this movie, you can kind of only pay attention to like details. And there's a lot of details in this movie, but they're so simple. And you guys know me, I like to ask why and get deeper. But this movie is so very simple. <laughs> so a lot you of things I was shit apart. <laughs> watch the fucking movie, man. Watch the fucking movie. God. But like next time you watch it, just look at them. They're never they never look like they're looking at each other. It feels like they're looking dead at each other, one eye is going this way. And the girl's eye is going that way. It's like, what, what, what was with the chemistry with these two actors? Why could they look straight at each other? They always looked like they were looking somewhere else. Oh God. Anyway, what do you guys think about uh, Joanna here? Best, she has, she has her name is the best song in the movie for me. But her song yeah, is the worst song. Her, <laughs> her song is the worst in this movie. I have to say, I didn't like the whole bird flute chirping thing she had going on. But what do you guys think about her? She's just not like a snow snow white kind of person. <laughs> what it reminds me of Snow White. I think um, she's cute. I she, like her. Yeah, I mean I she's alright. Like she almost looks like Amanda Seafried. Yeah. <laughs> I like her tone, like when her, her song. It might not be like the best song, but Oh, okay, yeah. I won't say it's the worst song. She, it, it. I won't say it's the worst song, but I thought it was pretty. Like, I like the music. It was just, uh, maybe her voice layered on top of it. I don't know. It just felt like, I don't know. What do you think, Sheldon? <laughs> I thought it was fine. I mean, Joanna as a character, she pretty much just exists, but she gets that song. The song's not bad. Yeah. I mean, again, I like the other song better. 
Um, although what made me laugh is that Anthony gets beaten. And he like, so he sings the song and then he gets beaten. Or like he sings the song and they invite him in, then he threatens him, then he kick him out, beat him, and then he goes and finishes the song, doing exactly <laughs> what he was told not to do. And was, yep. He's like, You are gandering at my ward. I no, you are gandering. And then <laughs> Don't gander at her again. Kick him out, beat him a little bit, and then he goes outside. (laughs) I feel (coughs) you. I was like, oh, Anthony, you're people are just walking. Like one guy bumps into him and just keeps walking too. I was like, oh no. But yeah, Joanna has her whole little Snow White thing uh, with the cage birds. So that whole entire scene to me was just like, well, this is. This is a good way to visually tell us the metaphor. She's she's a cage bird singing about mm-hmm. being caged with the bird singing. And uh, for me, when you bring in like bird motifs, I immediately think of Psycho because of that whole scene where they do talk about being caged in, in a bird cage. But like yeah, it was it was fine. After that, we immediately get the uh, probably the best character in this movie aside from Todd and uh, love it. Uh, we get the the miserable woman is what I called her because that's what that's what uh, that's what the um, freaking uh, Amazon thing had until the shoe gets revealed. They just put like miserable woman and then the I put on the captions for this movie because everyone has thick British accents. Normally I wouldn't do it, but I had to like read it just so I could focus. But uh, I I did like her as the I don't know who this actress is, but she does she does probably the best part with so little. But I just love how she goes. <laughs> Like, don't I know you, sir? Oh, get away. <laughs> yeah. It is very sad once you get the reveal, though. But what do you guys think about her up until, oh, like, the first half? What do you think about her wandering around and bumping into our main characters? So her whole backstory is so fucking tragic. I feel so, so terrible for this woman. And I'm I still kind of, like, I'm confused as to where she just kind of, like, got thrown out in the streets. Like, she was a perfectly sane woman. And then, like, and now I mean, she's homeless. But how the hell did she get so like messed crazy? up? Crazy, yeah. Like, what what exactly happened to her to where she completely just like lost all her sanity, and now she's just like this crazy woman that has horrible herpes, as Shelby <laughs> says, and <laughs> and just like doesn't know anybody or just like lost her fucking mind. Like, I hope she had a place to sleep because she was really just wandering yeah. around the entire time. She probably can And this is like Jack the Ripper time, so I was like, I'm surprised she made it this far. Yeah, like I'm pretty sure he's running around somewhere. She didn't make it that far. Well, she tied us to something. She made it farther than the judge. Something bad. Well, I guess no, she didn't. Well, she had. She had. I like. I like her as a concept and as a character. Like, I like how we see her throughout the entire, and yet she is like. She's essentially the the story. Like it all it yeah. all starts with her. And I like that. Like I thought that was really cool looking back at it. I was like, oh, she is in like every other scene in this movie, and we're not supposed to know who she is. And I was like I said, when I first saw it, I was shook. I was like, wait, really? No. Yeah. Um, I do have the explanation of why she is, or at least what they gave. It's very not that in it's not that explained, but it's explained. But we'll get to that too. All right, let's go into Mrs. Lovett here. The funnest character, I would say. Um, mm-hmm. What do you guys think about her and her meat pies? I love her little horrible non-cooking ass. Like, she's so cute. Yes. She's trying. Um, 
A for effort, but again, it is London, so I'm not surprised with the roaches. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> I just... She's trying her little heart out. She's my favorite. Yeah, same here. I think she's my favorite. I I just... uh, Go ahead, Sheldon, then I'll say what I think. I love her too, but god, she cannot cook. <laughs> well, she seemed like she knew what she was doing. She just didn't have the right ingredients. So. Ingredients, yes. And then she yeah. got the right ingredients, and look how well her shops went. Man, had it looking like a like red looking just like a buy some beef. <laughs> well, no, that's she all couldn't. she needed. The only thing she ended up adding to it was humans, so she could have just bought fucking beef at some point. Yeah, Maybe but the cows are malnourished. There's no sunlight there, so there's no grass <laughs> to grow for the cows to eat. It's shitty it's all, meat. Yeah, it's all <laughs> stone. It's all stone too. So I don't think there's a farm nearby. Like <laughs> it, it's London. A butcher. <laughs> That all they all come from pirate boats though, so it takes a couple like it takes a while. It, fish pies then. <laughs> no Ew. one needs. No, why? Shut I, would, up. I would. I would eat a human pie before I eat a damn fish pie. <laughs> you a lie. You a damn lie. I'm not eating a fish pie, Shelton. <laughs> Could you imagine just like biting into it and then just eat glub glub? Like it's just. <laughs> it's just like fish head. <laughs> oh, sorry oh. about that. You do crab cake pies or something, shit. Hey, that crab is different from fish. It doesn't. Sure. The point is, you can get it out the water. <laughs> You're right by the fucking water. There's plenty of things to catch. Oh, I love how they. She was like, I. It didn't hit me until after they she got done with the song or something. But she sings this whole song about uh, wanting to be by the by the sea, and I'm like, oh, that's cute. Needs to be by the sea, and then have they cut to a wide shot, and I'm like, wait a minute, they're on water. <laughs> what is she talking about? <laughs> I was she like, wants to be I like love that song. At a beach. Not it's a good song. Yeah, I was she wants like, to be like a cute little sand. Hawaii like, type beach. Yeah. Florida type beach. Man, wa- yeah. her, that song is awesome because, like, That's my just favorite. The, the visuals were so good. Like, I love how That's everything what... is dark and then it switches <laughs> to color. No color. Yes, there's no color <laughs> to that part happening. I was like, oh, she's awesome. She has all this, like, I love how she had, like, a house and they were on the porch, like, you know, just. Classic country ho- like house. I was like, oh, there's sunlight. There's like life. It's sun. Oh my gosh. But like the joke is that they were still pale. <laughs> they, yeah. were, they still looked dead. And Toby was just like on the side. <laughs> just, I know. And uh, Todd still looked like more miserable than he did currently. <laughs> he was like, I'll do anything you ask. And he's just staring into space. <laughs> I love her. Oh uh, yeah, and the outfit she she was rocking them outfits too in her little fantasy. I like I like the whole little beach outfit she had on, with, uh-huh. like the rough the ruffles. Like that was cool. Whoever whoever did the costume design did really good. Cause I also yeah. like um. I mean, that's I like, why they won that award though, right? They won for yeah. Wait, they were nominated on. for it or they won it. They were nominated for costume. They won for production design. So they basically uh, won yeah. for the they won they, for they, the set. They were close. They were close. They were yeah. Honest. Like I said, I love the uh, when they go out. <laughs> we're gonna get to this guy when they go out into the street for the first time. They're both kind of weird. They're like they're matching, but they're not. Because like Todd has on this coat, but it matches what she has on her little her like a dress thing, and they have, like the shoulder pads. Like I like that whole little uh, street outfit they had on when they first went out. Because then he opens his coat, and it's like a vest that kind of matches hers, and you see a little shiny razor. I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. Again, you just look at those smaller things when you know this. <laughs> Or I'm just weird, but I I like I like the fashion in this movie a lot. 
Um, but yes, let's get into some more wacky characters. I love the street scene because we get introduced to Toby, who is selling people bottles of piss. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. He was rubbing it all over people, too. <laughs> And that you know that guy head. with the bald head? Oh my god, he, yes. he grabbed it. He was like, <laughs> "Like, how do you not know that piss is a very distinctive smell?" I'm yes. sorry. Ella, I how everybody... If you can't realize that shit, you deserve piss on your face. If you don't, if you can't pick that up. He's is Pirelli's magical elixir. <laughs> I was like, oh what? god. And again, because everything is so like dead, like production wise in this movie, the yellow really stands out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. dehydration. Oh, you know, that's yeah. <laughs> Also, I love how just just telling you how like not not like I won't say dumb, but how uneducated people were back then, because <laughs> you got this kid who has to be like nine, eight, maybe. And he pulls off his hat and has like hair of a like a twenty year old. He's just like like mm-hmm. flowing blonde he hair. Was hustling. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta do what you gotta do on these streets. And then later he just goes, <laughs> takes <laughs> off the <laughs> Like, oh man, it's been a long day. Snap. <laughs> it's just it's like, okay, there's his real hair. Oh man, that is like my I wish that was a gift. I look, it's not. But like the him just taking off the wig and just sitting it on the table. My, re- my reaction to when I seen him with his real hair versus the wig, I said, Whoa, who is <laughs> <laughs> me completely off guard. Yeah. But, right. Put that wig back on, boy. <laughs> I did not expect him to be the one running it. Yeah. <laughs> I thought he was going to like go in the back and be like, I, I did your work, sir. <laughs> or something. Nah, he had a long game. He was waiting for his boss to die. Oh, uh, speaking of his boss, we got Sasha Baron Cohen always stealing the show as a uh, Pirelli. And I, <laughs> this man, I wish I strive to be as extra as this guy. He came out dressed up like a matador. <laughs> like he had on this blue outfit and this long, like blue and gold cape. And I was like, this, this is it. This is how you know you have money because this no, bit. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was just saying, like, that man was just all over the place. And I hated when he was sharpening his fucking <laughs> knife when Toby was holding it. And he was just smiling as he was, like, cutting Toby's hands and he was sharpening. He was just, like, just, he just got so much pleasure out of cutting this little boy's fingers. And it just made yeah. me cringe because I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> like, oh, just to his fingers. Oh, poor Toby. Yeah, same. He was just like, ow, 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 ow. ow. <laughs> and you just see this man just smiling. Yeah. Getting into it with every cut he does, he just gets like harder and harder and harder. Yes. I was like, oh, make it stop. Oh, man. Oh, let's see. Oh, oh so yeah, uh, it's kind of an important moment because this is the first time Todd is kind of out in the, in the quote unquote London world. Meanwhile, Anthony is still running around. <laughs> Uh, I put here, he gets threatened. Yeah, this is the whole gandering thing. But, um, yeah, uh, I love the fact that um, he sees the uh, little, I'm going to just call him Peter Pettigrew. That's what he is. <laughs> he sees him and he's just like, does he have like a toupee on? He has like different hair. So he has like different hair throughout this entire movie. But like, he's just wandering around with his little extendo stick being important. And they invite him over to judge the uh, the contest. On the con, I just love this entire contest though. Cause it's just, uh, Pirelli is just doing the utmost extra. Todd is just like, mm, 
all right, and then just shaves the guy, and then he just yeah. walks away. <laughs> Meanwhile, this dude is putting on a whole show. Like, I, I felt it. I was like, that is amazing. <laughs> Again, the, him throwing the cake was just so extra. It was just so funny. Uh, but yeah, Toby, and then he smacks Toby for after he loses. He like just like, and kicks him. I was like, oh no, poor Toby. Todd wins. He gets uh fifty pounds and another great. There's another great shot where Johnny Depp just looks amazing. And then we get, we cut back to Anthony being an idiot because the day after he was told to stop gandering, he goes back and ganders at the window. Like, <laughs> I, we get it. They have a gander. <laughs> he said, maybe just one more. <laughs> Like, I get the point of it. It's a it's a nice uh, thing to Romeo and Juliet. But, like, if your life is involved, I don't think you should be gandering as much as you are, guy. If the guy already caught you the first time you did it. Like, I can see if it was, like, a couple other times. I mean, technically, this is still stalking. But, like, you think he, he would be, like, planning at this point to yeah. see her not, like, going to gander again and sing about it? <laughs> like, song's amazing questionable lyrics because it is kind of like stalking someone but like it's just the fact that he goes back <laughs> he's joe goldberg <laughs> but yeah i i just like the song i really i'm like oh he's stalking that young girl meanwhile hey, joanna yeah yeah that's what to say oh, like man joanna she pulls out the tatas and then throws a key and i was like For okay real. <laughs> she was just... Meanwhile, her quote unquote adopted dad is like standing outside the door watching her get to dressed. Like peephole. Yes. Fucking creepy. Man, That's the ju- the judge is the worst. And it's like he's gotta be like one of the most villainous people I've ever seen in a movie musical. Cause like mm-hmm. he does again, people just do a lot of extra stuff in this movie, but he is just why is he so fixated on the girl he's known since he was a baby? Or since she was a baby? Like, why? He had to be molesting her. He had to be. He said he Man. tried and he kicked the boy. This is so fucked up. Like, this, yeah. Yeah. Your mama went crazy. <laughs> like, wait, what was he thinking? Because didn't he want to steal her at first? Where the fuck did the, did the mom just say no? Okay, yeah. So let's get into the actual plot of the movie here. Let's see if we can dissect this. Because it, it is played as a mystery. Which is really cool too. We get bits and pieces, and people tell different stories, but then they use flashbacks to kind of actually tell the story. And it is a fucked up situation. So Johnny Depp was just normal. There was color in in London at some point before. There was color. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, during the flashbacks. <laughs> yeah, like during the flashback, you see them at like a flower shop or something, and it's just this happy little family, and there's like actual color, and then. In the background, you got uh, the judge and his little friend just peering around the corner like, hmm, I want that one. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so they essentially frame him for a crime he didn't commit because he's a judge. And we didn't have a police force, apparently, in London. I don't know how things worked, but they were just able to say he did something and they sent them off. And so while uh, at this point, um, Benjamin Barker was his real name, he they were to send him off to jail and so he the wife lucy and the daughter joanna the baby they went home which is i guess is where uh mrs lovett's meat pie thing would be is that that's their little home there i think 
I, I was kind of confused on that part. Yeah, but essentially, upstairs was his like barbershop. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so, <laughs> you mean to tell me this judge just kept going, pretty much doing the same thing Anthony was doing, and just kept bothering this lady until she like said no. And so his retaliation to her saying no one too many times was to invite her to a party in which people in masks would watch him rape her. And that's where we get the sadness. Like, we were, we're, we've been kind of joking, but it, it, this is really messed up stuff that's happening here. And I, I felt really bad for Lucy because, like, she was she went there in good faith and just got totally betrayed by someone she didn't like in the first place. <laughs> fucking tragedy. It's so sad. It happens all the time, too. Like, this is a real fucking real life shit that happens. She was drinking too much at a party, probably spiked her shit, and literally just raped her in the middle of a fucking party while everybody watched, and that little rat bastard took his mask <laughs> off and was just smiling at it. Like, that's so fucking nice, sad. Nice pun, rat bastard. <laughs> Yeah, hate that bitch. Yeah, I I just hate the fact that everyone was watching. I saw at some point someone had yeah. a fake mask though, and I was like, yeah, ah, that like the kind of party she was at was just not just like a regular party. It was just like a party with fucked up people that knew like what was gonna happen going into it. I feel like this is a because they were laughing. Yeah, they were definitely laughing. Like, which is also weird. Like, <laughs> look at this old man <laughs> struggle with this woman. Like, that's weird. But, like, um, I feel like this is a reference to Eyes Wide Shut. It may not be, but as a film nerd, this is a, to me, if you, you introduce a massive party with people with masks and sexual things happening, obviously this is a more twisted version of that. But Eyes Wide Shut, Stanley Kubrick with uh, Nicole Kidman and uh, Tom Cruise kind of reminds you of that movie. In that movie, it was a consensual orgy. But in this movie, it's a... Uh, a a, uh, a violent it's rape. Not. Yeah, <laughs> they they totally twisted that movie, but I feel like it's still a, a pretty much a reference. Um, it's still very nightmarish in that movie. Don't get me wrong. Like if you ever seen Eyes Wide Shut, it's one of the weirdest things you'll ever see. But it it was a consensual situation that people they they signed they signed papers. This obviously there was no papers to be found. Just pig mask. Yeah, her backstory was fucked up. And so. Getting into what Savannah asked earlier, what they, what I thought they explained and what I wrote down here is that basically she was so torn up about what had happened that she tried to kill herself by taking poison. And I don't know where the baby is at this point, but I think he may have taken the baby at this point. He took point. the baby. Yeah. Okay, so he took the baby at this point because reasons. Um, and she tried to kill herself taking arsenic, but she did it wrong and it just kind of messed with her mind. Which I think is a, a thing that happens, like, and again, my only other reference for Arsenic is the Psycho sequels, where they kind of explain it there, um, but it, it, if you take enough, it, it can kill you, or even like a drop, but I guess she only took enough to drive her crazy, she ended up surviving, but it gave her this ugly appearance, um, but yeah, I think that's, I think that's what they say, but let me know if that makes sense to you guys. Yeah. I didn't think about it that way. Yeah, like she's just, you kind of just mess her up in the head. And so they kind of cast her out as one of the poor, which is, a, I feel like the biggest theme of this movie is the fact that um, I don't want to say it's just class divide, but it's how this class divide has equal amounts of evil. 
in it. And it kind of think about the whole, like, I don't know, Sheldon, you taught me about this, but the whole, like, chaotic, evil, neutral, and, like, or whatever, however that goes. That's kind of how, that's kind of what I was thinking about throughout this movie. But um, it, I do think the big theme is that evil kind of fosters on both sides of the class because they're kind of both impacted by each other. And that's my uh, thesis statement for anybody out there who wants to use that. Go ahead and get your A. Tell your teacher you got it from me. <laughs> After that backstory, um, Sweeney Todd comes back, like we said, and the actual movie starts. He brings along this pale white kid who's essentially repeating or mirroring the judge, but in a much more positive way. He ganders instead of rapes, so that's better. Um, and <laughs> Gander with consent. That's my message. Meanwhile, Sweeney Todd decides that he's going to kill the judge as revenge. And in order to do so, he needs to pretty much promote his barber service under Sweeney Todd, that name. And I love the fact that he, people start immediately asking him, hey, when can I come home? And he's like, oh, yeah, come on down. And then after a while, um, who's the first? The first victim is uh, Pirelli, Sasha Barracoa. Yeah. And he's and I love I love this scene, too. He reveals that he had a fake accent the entire time. <laughs> he was just gone. <laughs> He was just faking it. He was like, yes, I know who you are, and I'm going to blackmail you. And he was like, yeah, sure. And then he beats him with the pot. <laughs> Man, this death is gnarly, too. Like, he just goes at him, and I just, like, the blood is, like, spitting out and everything. And he's, like, losing teeth. It was a good, it was a good death. It does take him a while to die, though. But... Die, yeah. He wasn't even fucking yeah. dead. He got shoved <laughs> in a damn treasure box. He threw him in the box. To get rid of him, and then I love how uh, Toby goes upstairs and then sits on the box. And then his hand yeah. is just, his hand is just like we keep cutting back to it, just like waving. It's like, no. yeah, I was like, oh, he must be in pain. Yeah, yeah fuck him. That's what he gets for cutting that little boy's hand up like that. Uh, for real, yeah. He was a horrible person. That's what you get for selling people piss. Like, don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Even in olden London, find something you know else use just regular water you you like you said you're right by the sea use water being disrespectful about pissing in a bottle <laughs> give it the ball dudes mm. um let's see from there okay so what do we think about toby as a character because again i feel like a lot of these characters mirror each other but toby is kind of an interesting one he's kind of just going through the story but he's the, he seems to be the only one with actual like common sense because mm-hmm. Any he seems to be like able to sniff out the evil that's going on around him, but not completely. But like he definitely has a moral stance on things. But what do you guys think about Toby and his whole deal? Toby, I mean, you know, he, he was a little orphan, so he's never really like had like a mother, so that's why he clung on to um that's why he clung on to her so bad uh what's the I'm blanking her name. Mrs. Lovett. Love it, love it, yep. He couldn't get Mrs. Lovett as, like, his mother. But, like, you know, children can, like, feel... I know you said he can sense out evil. Children, like, can feel that. They know when people are, like, bad people sometimes. So it's, like, yeah. he just knew from the jump. Like, he was, like, I don't feel the way that, like, towards Todd, the way I feel towards Mrs. Lovett. Like, he's not caring. Like, Mrs. Lovett's actually caring to me. So that's why he clung on to her, so... But... It's so cute how he just like took up with like being her being his mom and yeah. how he wanted to protect her. It's so cute. 
Probably the best song out of this entire movie. <laughs> that kid was just a little orphan hustler, dude. <laughs> That's what he was. He was always working, even when he ended up with um, Miss Lovett. Yes, the restaurant scene. <laughs> he was happy about it with uh, when it came to her meat pie thing. Like he was, he was, he had he was more energy. Yeah, he had more energy with the second round of that song. Oh God, he <laughs> ate them. Uh, he didn't. Um, he <laughs> when he pulls, when he pulls out the what is it? What was a toe or a finger? He pulls. Finger. He pulls. Yeah. And he goes. Wait a minute. Wait. Wait a minute. <laughs> crazy he was down there the entire time and just didn't happen to look over and see a whole ass spinal cord yes. sitting out yeah. he just happened bite a pie hmm that looks like a finger looks to my left sees a whole body <laughs> dismembered it was like oh shit <laughs> for anyone who's seen the full metal alchemist the, the scene where he looks over and it's like because you don't see the spine like totally it's like in shadow and silhouetted but you get what it is it looked exactly like how dead bodies kind of look in that show, where they just like completely dehumanized. Like, um, even like Ed and uh Ed and Al's mom when they try to bring her back, it looked like that whole like monstrous looking thing. Yeah. That's just what I thought of when I saw like the, when he looked over and saw like, oh, 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 oh no, <laughs> like his face. Yeah, yeah. oh, that kind of explains it. Yeah. Dun dun dun. Um. But yeah, Toby, I, I like that Toby does the, the, the final slash. But before we talk about the end, I do want to talk about the fact that um, Todd is kind of just like anxious. And Mrs. Lovett's like, well, we can't draw too much attention to ourselves. So what can we do to fix this? And they just decide, you know what? Cannibalism. <laughs> and they go on this rampage and her bits is going up and his bits is going up. And they're just having the time of their lives. And I just love that whole little montage of just like cuts neck, body down, meat pie. <laughs> like that was really cool. I like the chair too, although it makes mm-hmm. me afraid to go to any kind of barber that's not on the first floor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love his whole like mechanical thing he had going on. I was like, oh, how clever. Exactly. Like they any... were just a great team. Yeah. <laughs> they're kind of like, exactly. Like they're kind of like a Joker and Harley, is the vibe I got. Mm-hmm. But, and, but um, uh, Todd is not. It's not his hunger is not satisfied. He wants to judge, and he wants to kill him. And he gets him a couple of times. There's a there's a nice musical number here um with uh called Pretty uh, Women that I actually really like, where they both kind of sing about second pretty favorite. women. My second favorite song. Oh really? Yeah, I, it's a nice mm-hmm. intense. It's intense too. Even watching it, I was like, ooh, ooh, the tension here because like, he could kill him at any moment, but he wants to mm-hmm. do it just right. And he almost gets him until that idiot Anthony comes barging in and messes up the entire Stupid thing. Bitch. Uh, he's like, Mr. Todd, she's gonna run away. Oh. Why would you even start your sentence off like that? Like just bust through the door. Yes. And start your sentence off like that. Like, what are the chances? Not a hi, not a hello, not a hey, are you home? Like are you busy? I found your way, I'm taking her. <laughs> <laughs> It was like, it was like her daddy's right there. Man. <laughs> okay. Oh. Anthony is so, he's such an idiot. But like, I he can't, is. I can't not. Like, I just, I feel like I hate, I love to hate him. It's because he's just like, he fills the void that this movie needed. And I just like the, his little role is just to kind of mess up everything. Like, 
to me, Joanna and like uh, Anthony are just kind of like plot points disguised as characters. Like they have their moments, but like they just kind of keep the story going along. So Anthony needed to do what he did, and Joanna needed to do what she did. But it's just funny watching them be functional and just kind of mess up everything. But uh, the judge does get away, which angers Todd to the point where he kicks Anthony out. Anthony just getting kicked out of every entire building in this entire movie, too. Like, he's, he gets kicked out of three buildings, and I'm like, that's funny. He's just not wanted anywhere. Uh, he is a sailor, so that, if that says anything, no offense to any sailors out there. I don't. Do people still? Are there still sailors? Yes, Walter. There's still sailors. <laughs> We still have boats. We still have to, you know, get our resources from the water. Dude. I'm not educated. Um, so, uh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we do get that, that really great song between Mrs. Lovett and Toby, which is easily the, like, the best. Uh, it's so sad, too, because, like, knowing what's coming, but knowing that they just want to protect each other. And it, it's just a really sad song. Like when I when I do hear the song, my favorite version is the Glee version because it was it was it was sang to a person who was in a hospital bed. Um, if you know, you know. But um, even contextualized here, it it's just a really good but sad song. But um, yeah, easily the best. Not while I'm around. Another another big thing. Um, and then getting to the end here. What cracks me up the most, though, is that right after that song ends, we go back to Anthony and he rescues. Um, so we kind of skipped over this. But basically, after Anthony kind of fucked up everything, uh, the, the judge goes back to Joanna, who just happens to be packing <laughs> at the same. So, again, like they're both kind of idiots. Like she, she's they're packed. She's packing. And then she goes, oh, no, you weren't supposed to be back here. <laughs> and he goes, no, you're not going or you're going somewhere. All right. And he sends her off to the. Uh, he sends her off to the the asylum but the part that was like really pissed me off is that he yells at her and then leaves out the room and then peter pettigrew comes jaunting with his little hand in the air and he goes oh come here girl and then she goes like no Mm -hmm. i was like "Uh." (laughs) like that's how she looks at me this man just does everything and then again the exchange like anthony goes running out the bushes joanna He's like, where are you taking her? He said, bring her back here right now. And then the judge just goes, I'm right here, boy. You tell me. And I'm like, whoa, okay. <laughs> Screaming back. <laughs> and then he goes running after this truck that's already, like, miles ahead of him. So, you know, you gotta, you gotta appreciate the stamina. But, like, dude, she's gone. But he does end up finding her after just wandering around a bunch of buildings. Like, I guess he gets kicked out of those other buildings looking for her. And he's just uh, just not wanted. And then he finally finds her. I do like the fact that the owner of the asylum, his name is Mr. Fogg. So like right after not while I'll be not while I'm around ends, we cut to Anthony. He's like, I found you. And then the guy is just like, I'm Mr. Fogg. You're not taking her anywhere. And he just takes her. And then the girls beat him up. <laughs> I was like, okay, well that was that was great. Um, and then I, lo- I love the final act of this movie, though, because everybody's pretty much at the barber shop now, at the meat pie shop. All the secrets get revealed, and <laughs> Mr. Pettigrew is the first to die, looking like Mr. Scrooge with his top hat and his like collar. And, I don't know. What do you guys think about the, uh, the the final deaths of these movies? Like the the fat guy, he, he gets 
what does he? I don't. I don't think we see his death, but he goes falling down the thing, and they turn him into a meat pie. And um, yeah, <laughs> which is the most satisfying. That's when Toby was down there, right? That's when. Yeah, he yeah. he finally sees. Um, <laughs> he found all the, the damn bodies. bodies after <laughs> having one shoved in his mouth. Yeah. You just see, you just see Ratman just falling, just see Ratman falling from the sky, gold Meaning, cracked wide right open. Yes. Yeah, just... How would the meat grinder miss the whole ass toe? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. big holes. Yes, that was a big ass hole. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, up some. It's not the first time we haven't seen a human body go through a meat grinder. I mean, you season two, love used one on that guy. But I, there wasn't a toe on in a her. Hand crank one? Yeah, she had a. Well, was it hand? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, there was hand crank. Yes, it was hand cranked first. Uh, it was okay. Yeah, I, I, I know she had one because they brought it up in season three. She was like, "No, it was Joe that used it, not Love." There we go. Yeah, she goes she, like, "You grind someone up and might beat grinder." He was like, "Well, it's called a beat grinder." But uh, yeah, that yeah, I'm pretty sure it was hand cranked. But um. It did. It did miss a toe. I mean, I don't know. Sometimes you just miss things. Like you know, you ever found? Never mind. I'm not going. I'm not going there. Oh. <laughs> you had a bad experience at a Chinese restaurant one time. But um. Yikers. <laughs> but yeah, I just love the fact that Pettigrew looks like Mr. Scrooge and he dies. Uh, Toby finds out the meat pies and he he immediately becomes afraid and hides, which is like the smartest thing any character does. He hides and. <laughs> They kind of reverse the song back to uh, Toby, where uh, Todd and they're they're looking for her. But before that, we do get probably the the saddest moment in retrospect of this entire musical because a uh, creepy woman, or AKA Lucy, comes jaunting in, talking about the skies are on fire and the city's on fire. Or for a while, she was hiding in the basement, which I thought was another interesting thing for that character to do. But then she finally goes up and she's like. The devil lives in this house, and then, oops, he finds the devil, and because of the smell and the smoke. Yes, and (laughs) oh man, I just love how she knew, and then her last words were like, "Don't I know you?" And he just goes, "Oh, I don't want to get caught." Slice, not a second thought. Right on open. What'd you think about that scene, uh, Shelton? That scene was really tense. People just kept going in that fucking room. What is this chair? And, no, and they weren't even walking out. It wasn't suspicious at all. All these men walking in the barber shop, not even coming out. Besides <laughs> the one that had their families, but uh, Well, did he kill the ones that had families? Cause, like, no, because like No, because remember that one sat in his chair and he was singing? Yeah. And he had his, his wife, wife and, and daughter with were him. like right next to them. Okay. So pissed. He threw the tile in his face and he was done. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, so just to keep like just imagine like people at the bar just like man, Thomas went to the barbershop like four hours ago. Like, yeah, really? Daniel went like four days ago, never came back. Hmm. Anyway. Yeah, because like <laughs> they were not discreet. Yeah. <laughs> even to the point where they're like, even the people that they're cooking, like there's a priest, there's a there's a jockey, there's like, they're just like, let's point out all these obvious people that we could kill. And then like end up doing it anyways later so it, again it's like a, it's a fun sequence but at the same time it's like you would think there would be a lot of repercussions for how many people they've murdered and like and i'm pretty sure i'm just like this, this movie happens pretty fast like it doesn't seem like uh, it only seems like a month went by 
if you really look at it. But like, um, yeah, it went from like being horrible roaches, everybody hated it, and then like just boom, business. Yeah, like Crazy. she she was doing so well. She had like Chinese dinner like lanterns hanging above outside. Like she had an outside patio. That's how good business was. The best kill of this entire <laughs> this entire movie. I love he gets the second chance with the uh the judge and the judge dies so so sweet and slow that i i just love this entire thing because mainly for the point that everyone he's killed so far he's either beaten well he beat the one guy but he slipped he, sli- he slices throats that's the joy of it slicing throat blood i love the color of the blood too um mm-hmm. just like how again everything's so dark in this movie but the blood seemed very red and like very watery to the point, what well, I guess that's how blood is. Savannah, you're you're the blood expert. Is that how real blood? To me, it looked like stage blood. Like they, no, they, it, they, it's no, way it's no. way too bright and way too, like you said, watery. Okay, yeah. So stage it's blood. Too bright. To me, that felt very on on purpose, like the way it looked, because <laughs> man, oh man, people were just like gargling as they died. It, it was yeah, funny. those floors were not any red at all. Like he cleaned the motherfuckers with all that blood. <laughs> yeah, well, did no one notice like the stains on the wood too? Like, I feel like that would be a hard to clean in those type of days. Like, did bleach exist back then? I mean, like, be, if anything, the iron smell. Then again, yeah, you got you got other smells masking it. You know, the lack of plumbing and the rain and the literal people being cooked in the basement <laughs> like probably covered it up with some other smells but you know it already probably already smells you know i told you back then it just, it just goes back to my theory you know <laughs> Everyone's just plumbing, kinda, definitely, though. yeah they were just back then they would just throw like feces all on the on the, on the street yeah, and normal. bucket out the window type deal <laughs> you deal with it <laughs> just kind of how i imagine they did it cities were horrible to live in back in the day Oh yeah, I would never. This is why the part of the black code never travel back in time. Go forward. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to. We don't want to. You know, we don't want to touch that. But um, yeah, I love the I love the judge's death. Just how, like I said, he was slicing everybody's neck, but he decides to stab him. And like, it's not a big deal when you think about it. But like, again, he is stabbing with a razor like with a barber razor stabbing someone that's gotta hurt like it's a squared edge so mm-hmm. he is using a lot of force with it just stabbing that guy in the neck but what you guys think about the judge's death here they kind of repeat the whole or just a reprise of pretty women but like i just love the whole like aha and then benjamin barker benjamin barker and then stab right in the neck like what do you guys think about that that was brutal <laughs> he died so slow he died slow as hell. He fucking fell down the hatch, busted his head open, then still didn't die yet. <laughs> Call my lawyer. Uh, uh, I killed that way. <laughs> I love it. I was waiting for it. I was mad he got interrupted the first time, honestly. Oh, yeah. yeah. Again, Anthony just being a complete idiot. <laughs> I found it. Oh, no. Oh. That's like, that's like running through the street, just telling everyone your secret plan <laughs> you couldn't have waited like maybe 10 seconds yeah <laughs> or the next yeah, day it's pretty <laughs> gruesome death but i thought to see 10 seconds would have been the slit pedal drop done 
I found her. Perfect. Let's go. <laughs> what were you yeah, saying, Savannah? I just, I wish it was worse. Like, I, he did get a pretty gruesome death, but he just should have got tortured a little bit more. But that's just me. Yeah. Can we just, yeah. like, like, just go in fact, he sentenced a child to, oh. to, for, to hang because he stole food. A little homeless child. Like, this fucking judge is horrible. Oh, man. He's kind of a dick. That was that did happen. I totally forgot about the child he sent to death. <laughs> to hanging. That is messed up. Like this guy yeah. is horrible. Yeah, he probably did. Yeah, he does. He does deserve a worse death, but it was just so satisfying. Like the moonlight. I just like the art, the artsiness mm-hmm. of it. Like the moonlight, the stabbing mm-hmm. the neck, and Todd is just standing there bathing in his blood for like a good minute. I'm like, yes. Just a sound. The sound of like the screeching violins that gets me. Oh yeah, that noise. The horror it's violins. Yep. <laughs> yes. Meanwhile, Lovett is struggling with uh, with her secrets coming out, and Todd, uh, not Todd, but uh, uh, she's struggling with finding uh, what's his face. Damn, what's the kid's name again? Uh, Toby. There it is. Struggling to find Toby. Anyway, yes. So we have our ending. I love the final deaths of this movie because. It gets revealed that uh poor the the old woman or not old but the the crazy woman he killed earlier after finally or okay so they tried to find Toby but they couldn't find him and so they go back to the furnace area where they want to get rid of the bodies quickly because a whole lot of people have died in quick succession and I love how in the background you just see Mrs. Lovett like trying she opens up the furnace she's just really struggling to get these bodies in there she's like I gotta gotta really hide them but coincidentally the light shines on poor lucy and he sees her and he is pissed and this is where the uh, again this is where like the explanation of what happened to her kind of gets tricky so to todd and i guess the audience were supposed to believe that she died from the poisoning but she's like no 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 no. i never said she died i just said she just got poisoned i just left out the part where she was roaming the streets <laughs> and so they we get this great like musical number that i i just i don't know i'm sorry savannah i know you didn't like this but i love this death because it's just dancing 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 rage fire and she just like when she when she gets thrown into that furnace she immediately burns and i'm like oh no man he just locks her in there and watches her (laughs) she did it because she loved him exactly she just confessed all this love to him and she he was like yeah no i love you too fire <laughs> <laughs> they were made for each other they were they were perfect they really were. but like it's just she just left out a little tiny detail about his wife <laughs> yeah or, and then uh yeah he Didn't. he gives his final uh kind of like uh lament to his wife meanwhile what i believe like if batman was around this would be the next robin because he kind of sneaks around grabs the whole little razor and then just slits todd's throat and then uh that's where we get the reveal that it's toby toby kills todd and todd bleeds on his dead wife and that's the end of our movie just blood dripping getting in her eyes like i know she's dead but i was still kind of grossed out i was like yeah it's gonna get infected (laughs) <laughs> she already got the herpes and probably hepatitis 
So what do you guys think about the, ultimately the way this ends? Pretty much everyone is dead except for, well, except for Anthony, Joanna, and Toby. No, our, we're back. We forgot to, to just... talk about how he found Joanna and almost killed his own daughter, but he was she was dressed up as a boy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was rough. <laughs> We're just all over the place on this podcast today. I, I do like that scene where he, she's like, was she hiding in the same chest that the guy was in? Yeah, yeah. the same bloody fucking chest. Yeah, yep. because when he broke her out of the asylum, Anthony took her up there because he was like, you're safe here with Todd, not knowing that it was his daughter, but he was like, you know what, stay here, and we'll go yeah, find Todd, and we're going to get out of here. said something, yeah. Yeah, see? She's, she's where did Anthony go? Yeah. Where did he go? I remember he said to get a card. Oh, he so he wait what? It was, no, I thought it was to go find Todd. Was it? I thought he he's, he's about a coat. I thought, <laughs> no, he put a coat on her and had her dressed up uh, as a boy okay. and he was like, just stay here. I'm gonna go find Mr. Todd so we can get Where out of here. Was he going to find him? <laughs> I did oh, shit, I found him. <laughs> I mean she's smart. Let oh, me go downstairs. <laughs> But she, <clears throat> I don't know why, what made her want to hide in the, I don't know, I can't remember if she found something, or. I think she heard screaming. No, she just hopped in it because um, she heard uh, the old crazy lady coming. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, dang, that sucks. Yep, she, no, yep her mom lived there, she hid in the thing, then that's when Todd came up there, because she said. She said she was singing Little Dumpling, like, I know you're here. And then she hid in the the chest, Todd came up there, slit her throat, pressed the button, she was the floor. Mm -mm -mm. What a shame. So that's why the woman went up to to his barbershop, because he's seen her, um, Joanna, go up there. Why did Anthony tell Joanna that she was taking her? Anthony didn't know. Yeah, Anthony didn't know that was her dad. He was just the guy in love. But he, but let's let's just go back to the fact that he went back up there, or after he sliced throat and pushed the button, she fell to the floor. She was looking through the chest, and he turned around and seen her, like he he seen her like watch him kill his mom or her mom. Yeah, unknowing. The chest pulls her out of it, and that's when the screaming happens. When Miss Lovett was got grabbed by the um. The, the little judge. rat man in the, in the, yeah, in the basement. And so he just let her go because he heard Miss Lovett screaming. Who almost killed, his almost own. killed his daughter. Yeah, he really was so close. Yeah. Man, that would have been, that would have been rough too. If he just he went ahead. Get my face. He wouldn't have ever. <laughs> no. She did, she did really look like a boy because I was confused for a minute. I was like, who is this character? Oh, wait a minute. It's Joanna, <laughs> it's Joanna in a hat. <laughs> she had on a hat, but like she did, she looked good. She's like, okay, yeah, she, I guess she didn't get a job of disguising herself. Oh man, um, anything else we want to touch on? Um, no. let's see. Lost my two favorite characters. Yeah, <laughs> Toby's just fucking gone. Well, Toby, yeah, I am curious to see. I just want to know what happened to him after that. Yeah, like, where'd you go, Toby? Oh, I murdered a man. That's it. (laughs) Like, okay, well, I do want to, well, that's in my recommend section. I do want to say this. Um, What I, the main thing, I've noticed a lot about this movie, but the main thing I did 
because I wrote it down. The main thing I did notice is that uh, there are a lot of close-ups and like shots through mirrors and reflection for this for this movie. And for it to be a musical, I felt that was an interesting choice. Um, wh- and when I was watching it, and I wrote this down. I was like, I-, I guess this is because most of the characters mirror each other and or are connected to each other, which is amazing if you can do that with a story. I like that kind of stuff. Um, turns out it's intentional, though. Tim Burton is just not a fan of musicals. And so when it got down to like filming like um, musicals, he didn't want to do it as like how you would traditionally film a uh, movie musical which is a lot of wide shots because you want to get the entire set and a lot of like um profiles and this is just getting into like filmmaking stuff but like he really wanted to just kind of keep it closed in and isolated um rather than film it like how you would a musical with big set pieces and stuff he really uh, abandoned most of those elements and i think that's a pretty interesting way to go about it in adapting a musical like this um, I think with the close-up shots, it does make things uncomfortable, which works when you're doing a horror-based musical. Um, it's just, for me, seeing musicals, especially on, like, I feel like the last time, well, not the last time, but, like, a big complaint with Dear Evan Hansen, the movie, this past thing, other than Ben Platt being in it, and just that the movie on a filmmaking level isn't that good. Well, one thing that I like the movie, Dear Evan Hansen, which is I think the story just works. But the big thing that bothered me about that one is that there was a lot of close up. There was a lot of like there there weren't a lot of um, invention with using that musical as a film, because essentially you're just kind of filming a lifetime movie where everybody just kind of breaks into song. But and so for that, that's uncomfortable, like using a lot of close up shots on a musical is uncomfortable. But you get to something like um, you get to something like La La Land a few years back, not a Broadway musical, but a musical or even uh, West Side Story where you can kind of pull off close up shots. But you have that you have to counteract that with wide shots because there's a lot of dance numbers. There's a lot of colors. There's a lot of ways to use the environment. But here I like that he they won an Oscar for basically their environment, but they don't really show it off as much because everyone's kind of really extremely close to the camera or like talking extremely low i thought that was just an interesting way of going about it but it works it works for this especially a movie about both incest and almost incest and uh murder and, and cannibalism you know classic song yeah it's sexual assault it's a whole <laughs> but yeah um so i believe that is all let's say the magic words here uh do you recommend sweeney todd the demon barber of fleet street savannah of course uh, yeah i'll, I'll recommend oh, look at that. Just, the whole story is just really good <laughs> it's fucked up it's pretty <laughs> fucked up <laughs> like, if, like we're, if we were reading this in class we would all be traumatized <laughs> you know just a little bit of incest a little bit of murder a little bit of cannibalism spice it up a little bit this is like if you took the Great Gatsby and just like dipped it in tar. <laughs> and I love the Great Gatsby, but it's essentially the same story. It's just everyone is just changed the fact that everyone is related to everyone and then just dip it in some black goo and poof, Sweeney Todd. I, I love the setting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, uh, for me overall, I think it's a solid movie. So it's, a, it's for me, it's a basic recommend, but it's a recommend. Um, 
what I love most about this movie is that the characters are connected, yet they're unaware of how much they affect one another. Um, I think the story, especially this type of story, it, it's a big loop. Like for me, like you were saying, Savannah, you want to know what happened to Toby at the end. For me, at the end, I think it clearly states that at the very end of this movie, it just kind of loops back into the same type of movie. We close the movie out in darkness and then we'll begin the movie again in darkness and the pirate ships coming out of the dust and we just start over again and watch the same story unfold. Um, I got the same kind of like, like I like that kind of storytelling. I like how everything is just kind of just one big circle. Um, just uh, it, for me, uh, what's a good example to use? Like kind of like the Terminator where that entire movie is that it's a loop or even hereditary. We we disagreed on this, but like I, I thought the biggest thing about that movie that it's a loop and uh we'll talk about the shining later on this year but that movie can also be seen as a giant loop it'll begin where it ends and it'll end where it begins that type of feeling um but i think everything and everyone in this movie just works it's completely fine it's an easy watch it's, it's surprisingly short to me but um not uh i don't think this is a a film a movie or i don't think this is a movie musical to start with if you want to get into movie musicals you might want to try West Side Story first or Into the Woods especially if you want to get into Sondheim for me this is like second level second or third level like this is kind of like higher than most it's a simple story but a lot of that's going on in this movie you would need to understand some other elements to Stephen Sondheim to understand it Um, but it's, it's just a nice somber movie with a very dark ending of this child just murdering the main character uh, my only complaint is that uh, I do think that the saturation in colors, while they have a point in some cases, I just wish they would turn up the brightness just like 10%. Uh, I just had a hard time seeing things that were happening in this movie sometimes when they weren't highlighting blood or faces or hair. I think Anthony and Joanna, while they're important, they're just kind of like there for most of the time. And I, I you know, to me, like I said, they seem like plot points disguised as characters. They, they're there for representation of elements and theme, but I just wish we had moments with them. Um, uh, they, they, they help the motive and they help move the plot along. Uh, the songs are good. The songs are fun. The songs are, they will be stuck in your head. I'll be singing Joanna for about a month, probably. Um, the villain yeah. is great because he, you just want to just want to beat him up. You just want to kill him. I, I think the best part, uh, one of the best parts of this movie is that you want to kill the villain as much as you, as much as Sweeney Todd does, because of what he does. <laughs> like you just really want to murder someone, um, which is can be a good or bad thing, depending. This is a horror podcast. Better than that, basic <laughs> recommend. <laughs> Not advocating for murder. Wink, wink, wink. No, no, seriously. But uh, yeah, basic <laughs> recommend for me. Um, I think this would this would be good if it was modernized, but then I might piss a lot of people off. Like I can see you, you can set this in twenty twenty two. And make it like a like a, like slightly something shiny, and have still pull off the same effect, you know. Make it well. Then again, make it modern day London, and probably get the same type of story. Oh <laughs> probably my get, god! <laughs> okay, it, yeah, it may just be like blue instead of black, like color grading wise. But I don't know. But uh, yeah. So that's that's our show tonight, guys. Thank you again for another successful episode. I enjoy talking about this. We we should definitely do more musicals. Um, we're not going to for a while, but we're definitely going to do more of them at some point. <laughs> Wait, for what? You I don't know. 
while. I don't. I'm just saying for for a while. We'll we'll do some more musicals for a while. What the fuck? <laughs> a while. Uh, a while. If you want me to say it, fine. Anyway, like I said, thank you. So uh, next time on the podcast, we're gonna really dive into murder mysteries with some um classic Agatha Christie's type stuff. More Johnny Depp. We're talking about Murder on the Orient Express from 2017. Ooh. And that'll lead us into that movie. <laughs> cool. Yeah. What? Did we? No, what? I've been wanting to. Oh, Murder on the Yeah, okay. Yeah. What we're, we're, we're doing that Orient one. Orient Express. That was when we still worked at the movies. Yeah. yeah, I saw it in I saw it when it came out. I I remember yeah. liking it, especially the end. The end kind of threw me for a loop cuz I didn't know the original story. But um yeah, we got Johnny Depp, we got Michelle Pfeiffer, we got uh, Josh Gad. Um, who else is in that? There's a lot of people in that movie. It's a good cast. Yeah, I've it's a <laughs> Daisy Ridley's there, Sheldon. Daisy Ridley's there. Really? Yeah, I remember her being good. Something that isn't Star Wars. Yeah, we get to see her something where she has to try. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm excited because that's gonna lead us into our next. Uh, theatrical experience uh, after that death the sequel death in the nile comes out shortly so we'll be doing that as well and then then uh continuing with our agatha christie type thing this is going to be all in february though uh, as we end in january but i can't wait to get to this one we're going to do we're going to end february with clue which i'm excited for because that movie is absolutely hilarious um, still have not played the game, but I think you guys will what enjoy that. <laughs> I think you guys will enjoy the movie. It's it is a funny parody of like Agatha Christie type stuff, like Maronian, like the classic game. It's a it's a fun parody. It's it's it, you're gonna I've love. Never it. played Clue. Never played Clue, but I've watched the movie a bunch of times. So man, we need to get him to play Clue. No, I love Clue so much. It's like a childhood childhood um, board game for me. I will get the next on that. Yep, yes. I will get the next on clue. You can bet on that. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, so uh, that's our show, guys. Um, do you guys want to plug your social medias or anything? Or if not, you can just say bye. You can tag me. You can tag my social media on it. <laughs> I'll tag, tag you anyway, what I'm saying. Well, that's fine. Yeah. I'm, no. I don't think any of us really <laughs> know ours by heart. <laughs> like, I, I was about to say, I have like name. a couple... I think I have like five A's on mine. I I, I don't really know my tag like down. Yeah. I'm just Shelton dot Norman on pretty much everything. Add an underscore at the end if the first one doesn't work. It'd be funny if they look for you, but they end up finding Javon and you're like, oh, I guess this is him. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> like, wow, this like... guy's a really good photographer. He never said yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> they call me, good job, Shelton. <laughs> Javon's like, what the hell? A lot of the pictures he uses are actually mine. <laughs> Oh, well, look at that. Cars and coffee. <laughs> of the cars and shit? Yeah, that's, a lot of that's me. C and C and cars so and coffee. Fuck you guys. <laughs> Alrighty. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, I can't wait to get to Murder on the Express because that's going to be hilarious. Um, but until then, um, RIP Steven Sondheim and good night. I was thinking. Thank you for listening to the Murder Board Podcast. You can find more of the Murder Board Podcast by following us on Instagram at MurderBoard underscore pod and on Twitter at MurderBoardThe. There you can ask questions and leave comments about the show. Please don't forget to share the podcast with family and friends. You can find us on most of your favorite podcast networks, such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Audible, and of course here on Anchor Podcasts. 
Don't forget to rate and review. That way we can get the podcast out to even more listeners and build our murder board community. Also consider supporting this podcast by helping sustain future episodes such as this by hitting the support slash link button down below in the show notes. Or you can join our official Patreon. There you can gain access to early episodes and videos, get bonus episodes, and more murder board content. Look for new episodes on Fridays and or Sundays, and we'll catch you again on the murder board. Like, I don't know if this is going to work, but I was like, I was thinking about this while watching the movie, but like, you know, you can take Joanna and then swap it out for Savannah and it would just still work. Right. Yeah. I feel. Wait, hold on. <coughs> I feel <laughs> you, Savannah. Oh, yeah, it, it rings. I'll oh. steal you, <laughs> Savannah. Look, now she's going to be creeped out. She ain't leaving with Anthony now. <laughs> You should wake up tomorrow. I wouldn't even be. I wouldn't be in that situation anyway. I can I can see it now though. So Savannah gets moved out to that place. Like, thank God I'm out of there. <laughs> and then she's in that other place. It's like, yeah, okay, I'm going with you. All right, bye. I feel you. I, Just... I wouldn't be locked up like that. In a person, <laughs> I'd never put myself in that situation. I believe it, but like, just imagine. Just imagine just waking up one day, you get up, you get ready for work, you walk outside, some guy's just gandering at you. <laughs> oh, no, baby, that's not going to work. Like, just gandering at you, singing, I... <laughs> oh, God, I calling the police. Savannah! <laughs> it, it, it's the same guy, too. Like, it's it's the same actor. He's just back in his group. With a bloody knot, I'm... I feel ah! He just coughs up a little bit. <laughs> ah, my eyes! Uh, my leg! <laughs> oh, God. Savannah, why? <laughs> oh, my God. It, it'll be a cool, like, Valentine's thing. Like, Valentine's Day thing. So it's like, sends you, like, a telegram. But it's, like, a no. song. <laughs> it's a little British boy. <laughs> It's a little, it's a British boy with blonde hair. Hello, mom. This is a telegram we, we from your old secret those, boy. All right. We need to pay one of those things like the celebrities do. They fucking will say or do anything. Just have one, a British one sing that. Oh, what is it called? Oh, man. What is it? Uh, I forget it what it's called. Damn. I want one, too, because I, I looked up one for the guy that voices Joe's face. And I was like, I want him to do one for the podcast. But I don't think he's doing it. On. Man, what's it called? This, we need to order one of those and then just constantly <laughs> send the video to submit. <laughs> just <laughs> In every group Good. chat, privately, just yeah. everyone just do it. No, I want the, I want the, like, the, the, the Dr. Pepper dude, little sweetness to do it. <laughs> the sweet Dr. Sweet Pepper. Dude. <laughs> it's a sweet one. Oh, my God. That'll be awesome. Oh, my God, dude. At least you, okay. okay. <laughs> I, I've been being impressed record, but I've been 